Get the new Donkey Kong 64 bundle with the banana yellow game pack and the new Jungle Green N64 console. It's got a Jungle Green controller and comes with the N64 expansion pack. The Donkey Kong 64 bundle. It's more fun than a bunch of baboons with a bundle of bananas. World. We won't go in one direction or see where we can set. We will walk through walls. We will take a look around us. We will not be confined. We believe in the path of least limits. We won't be told how to view the world. We will experience true freedom. We will not compromise. We will live the game through our hands. We will be in control of something. We will change the system. Change the system. It's Ferret 64 with your host, Yemi the Ferret. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ferret 64 with me, your host, Yemi the Ferret. How's everyone doing today? I know I'm getting this out a little bit late. A little bit late. But, um, I do appreciate you coming by and listening, um, to this episode of Fair 64. How you doing today? How y'all been? I hope, uh, everyone's Easter weekend was good, if you celebrate Easter. If not, I hope you had a good weekend anyways. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a little bit late to this one because I wanted to play, um, a good amount of Outriders before recording the podcast, and I just didn't get to do that this entire weekend until... The day that I am recording this, which is on the 4th of April, 2021. Um, so this episode, uh, this episode is going to cover news between the 2nd of April. I'm sorry. <laughs> this episode is going to cover news between the 26th of March and the 4th of April, 2021. Um, I just want to go ahead and thank everyone once again for... All the birthday wishes and and good tidings and gifted games and bits and gifted subs and resubs. It's been um, it was a very nice birthday surprise. Uh, we got a level two hype train for the first time ever, which was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I just appreciate everyone who who stopped by and also anyone who you know. Uh, did all that it was it was pretty cool we also had uh someone in the discord boost the server and that was really cool too i uh, not sure what that exactly does but um i think if you have like two boosts you get like an extra few emote slots so that'd be kind of cool um but yeah I, I just appreciate everyone uh for everything they did and i hope that um you know i hope everyone had fun watching the stream even though it didn't really go as planned, per se. Uh, we were going to play Shooty Fruity with my Oculus VR headset, and I just was having the hell of a time getting it set up. I, I, I was trying to get it set up um, through, like, a virtual desktop, and then that wasn't working out, and so I was like, I'll just fall back to the other plan that I had, and all of a sudden that plan wasn't working anymore. I wasn't hearing any audio through the head, you know, through the, through the, um, you can, like, Chromecast it or whatever it's called, and for some reason audio wasn't going through it. I was like, you know what? I got so frustrated. I was like, you know what? It's it's enough. Um, I'll I'll just give up on this and do something else. And that's when I remembered that Outriders was coming out the first of April. And I was like, damn, that's perfect. So I went ahead and preloaded it. And then the day that it um, was supposed to come out, uh, I left my computer on and Steam open so that it would automatically do whatever update it needed to do, and it would be good to go. And it was good to go, or so I thought. <laughs> 
Because when I started to play the game, we were having some trouble with, like, the frame rate dropping and stuff like that. So I put it down to the lowest settings, and I was just about ready to get going with a new character. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited to play this. This character is, like, the Devastator. He's got a really cool ability where he, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm getting through, like, the first area where you find the two um, cremators or whatever they're called. And the servers disconnect me. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I, I was like... Alright, well, we can just reconnect. I'm sure we'll just be able to reconnect. No, we couldn't reconnect. I sat there for like five minutes, or five to ten minutes, just trying to reconnect to the servers. And the one thing that's really nagging me about the game is on the menu where you try and connect to the servers. Because it doesn't boot you to the main menu. No, 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 no. It boosts you to the title screen. And there's no, like, close out a game option on the title screen. So you have to tab out of the game, and then you need to close the game from Steam in order to get out of that screen if the if the internet connection is not working, or the you know connection to the servers aren't working. So I did that, and I'm like, I'll try and reboot it once, just to see if it'll work. No, it's not working. So then, the lovely Amanda came in with, um, with the savior of the day. Uh, she had given me... Um, the original PS1 game called The Mummy, and I opened that up on stream and was, like, really happy, (laughs) and we ended up playing The Mummy on PS1 for the rest of the stream, and we were having a pretty good time with it. Um, it's a little clunky here or there, but for a game that has tank controls, and it's a licensed movie-type game, and etc., etc., it's, it's actually not half bad. When I finish it, um, I'll give, like, a full review of it. Right now, I think we still have, like, three or four levels left. Um, so next time that the podcast comes out, I should be talking about that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a, was a, was a savior of the day right there. Um, we saved the day and we were able to play a little bit of that game and yeah, it was, it was, it was good. The, I guess I should talk about Outriders since I kind of crapped on it a little bit. I will say the servers are working today. The day that I'm recording this, I was able to play like four hours this morning and I was having a relatively good time with it. Um, I'm, I'm playing as the Pyromancer again, which is my demo character. Um, so, you know, I, I'm just kind of going through the game now with, with them, because I really don't feel like replaying a lot of the, the game again. I mean, I started up with each character, so I could kind of get a feel for their powers. The Devastator kind of has similar stuff to the Pyromancer, um, but the Tech, Tech, Master and the, um, uh, I don't remember the name of the other one, but it's like a quick attack type character. Um, they're way different, and they control a lot different too, which is cool. So, I mean, it seems like it has a little bit something for everyone. Um, I've been kind of just using whatever weapons the best on the ground, but with the with the move set, I you know I've been unlocking more um, more moves. So, I've been trying to like you know you know uh, switch them around a little bit, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I think that uh, so far it's like a combination of like. You got the Gears of War style gameplay where it's like third person cover based shooter. Uh, you can you know hit fire over over cover and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, the enemies are super aggressive, kind of like in Gears of War where they don't really let you breathe. They keep coming at you no matter what. Um, and then you have like the the like disco- like discovering a new world type aspect from like Mass Effect Andromeda, which I hate that I hate to say that. But it's true, it's kind of like Mass Effect and Drama, and the powers are kind of like um, Mass Effect as well, except a little bit more brutal, I guess you would say. So it's got like that air to it, where it's like, oh, the discovery of this new planet's really cool. I think they designed the, the world really smartly. 
Um, it, it is a pretty cool looking world, and the enemies in the game are are you know they're not they're they're okay. I, I mean, what can you say? They're kind of you know it's kind of like you know we've seen it before type deal. But it also has like a gameplay loop of Destiny where you know you're constantly picking up new armor, new weapons, and equipping them. Uh, you're constantly you know getting into new areas and, and fighting some bullet sponge enemy, and then you know you move on to the next one. The one thing that's really been bugging me about the game, because uh, I've I've been enjoying it for the most part, and I think that it's a pretty good experience all around for. If you're looking for a looter shooter, I think it's going to be really up anyone's alley who likes those types of games. Um, but the one thing that's really bugging me is just the aggressiveness of the enemies. Like, um, I've had to restart several sections just because, like, I'm trying to push up in, in, in the campaign. No, not in the campaign, but in the level that you're doing. I'm trying to push up, and I'm killing a bunch of enemies, and then all of a sudden they'll just throw, like, you know, like, ten more enemies will spawn in, and... You know, they'll mix in, like, the guys who just charge at you no matter what. And then there's some guys with, like, shotguns who have lots of armor on them. And they'll just start charging at you, too. And then when that happens, the little guys start to kind of move up and start shooting you, too. And if there's a captain or something in the in the area, I mean, they'll be causing you tons of problems. And actually, the one that I was fighting before recording the podcast uh, was kicking my ass because he kept, like, coming, he kept, like, coming right in my face. Yeah, which doesn't sound right after I said that, but he he kept like getting right in my face and um and just in, and peppering me with his with his abilities and stuff like that. So it took me a try or two to do that, just simply because it's like they start to overwhelm you with enemies and I I don't know. It's just it's it just it's kind of I don't know. It's just kind of frustrating because like you'll be fighting through this part for let's let's say 10, 20 minutes and you'll get to the last part of the fight. And it'll just dump everything at you, and then you die, and you have to do the whole thing again. Um, just the aggressiveness of the of the enemies is just a little bit much, and I'm I'm just playing on like normal, I think, right now. And my world level is like five right now, and my character level is like ten or thirteen. I forget where I stopped. Uh, and it's not like I'm using bad weapons; like I got the good weapons on me. It's just uh, they 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 just don't stop, you know. If if you have the little guys peppering you with machine gun fire, let's say there's a sniper out there who can get you off balance if you come up while he's aiming at you, mixed in with the guys with the shotguns who come right at you with the ar- armored plates and they try to get right in your face, it can be a recipe for disaster, and it's really difficult to sometimes work around that stuff. And I am playing the game solo, so maybe if you were, I was playing with someone else or two other people, you know, I, I, maybe I'd be you know getting through this stuff a little bit easier, but... You know, I, like I said, I am enjoying the gameplay so far. I'm enjoying the the story and the graphics and stuff like that. I don't think it's a bad game. I just think that uh, it needs a little tweaks here and there. And it seems like they've they fixed the server issues at least on on PC and and consoles. Um, and I think they did that by not allowing crossplay anymore. Um, essentially, they put a a note that came up in the main menu. That said, hey, you can't do crossplay between PC and console, but you can do Xbox to PS4, and you can do PC to Epic Game Store, Steam to Epic Game Store, but you can't cross in between. So maybe that was the problem. I don't know, but right now the servers are working pretty good, so I've been able to play the game a little bit more, and yeah, I'm still enjoying it. You know, like I said, I played a good good chunk this today, and I felt I felt good about it. I you know I didn't I didn't feel bad. <laughs> And I like the variety of weapons that they give you. Um, it seems like every time I get into an enemy encounter, I'm at least getting one new gun that I can fool around with. I've been mostly sticking with an assault rifle and um, a sniper rifle, 
But, you know, if a shotgun comes up and, it, and it's good enough shotgun, I'll switch out the sniper rifle or the assault rifle for it. I've also been recently finding guns that have, like, um, um, upgrades on or, you know, special abilities on, uh, you know, packaged into them. Uh, I just got past the part where you get the guy who upgrades your weapons so you can upgrade them and stuff like that. But honestly, and I'll, I'll tell you guys this right from the bottom of my ferret heart, you don't actually really need to upgrade your weapons or gear because you will literally find something better a few steps into the next area anyway. It's just, it's kind of, it, they, it, it's a lot of money to level up your armor and weapons and stuff like that and to mod your weapons. But it doesn't make sense to do so because when I go out there, like let's say I modded my assault rifle, and I went out and I, I and I, I fight through the first wave of enemies. Sure, I don't maybe I don't find anything in the first wave of enemies. Go to the next area or section, boom! I get an assault rifle that's 10, 10 damage better than my up, upgraded assault rifle. It just it doesn't make any sense to me, you know. Like in Destiny, I hate referencing Destiny because I don't really enjoy that game. But at least in Destiny, like you'll get tons of weapons and stuff like that. But most of them are never better than the gun that you have, right? The only way to really upgrade your gun is either to go after raid bosses or to upgrade the stuff with Emgrims and whatever bullshit. In this game, it seems like you have the system for upgrading. So if you like a weapon, you can try and upgrade it. It will have a cap eventually. Um, but for the most part, it's just a, it's a better idea just to switch out your weapon, you know, uh, for something better. So, yeah, you know, um, you know, not my favorite thing ever, but at least they constantly are giving you new gear, new st equipment, stuff like that. I do wish that there was a way to, like, make an outfit look like a different outfit. Like in, uh, Phoenix... What is it called? <laughs> I can't believe I forgot the name of the game. Uh, what's the fucking name? Phoenix Rising, whatever it's called. And that game is so easy to, um, to, to, you know, make your gear look like a different piece of gear. Like, let's say you don't like the look of this gear, but you like the, the rating or you like the, uh, you know, special thing it does for you. Then you can, you know, put it on and then make the gear look like something else. I haven't found that in this game, unfortunately. And there are some helmets that I would really like to use, but they're worse than the ones that I have. And I like the outfit that I'm wearing right now. Like, it's a puffy jacket with, like, the the fur hanging out. And the helmet's like a space helmet. And I'm like, damn, I'm going to find something and have to replace this stuff eventually. And, of course, I, I, I probably will. But it's just it's too bad because I like the way my character looks right now. And I wish that I could keep him looking that way. I haven't found a way to make your stuff your gear look like other gear there there, there doesn't seem to be a, a thing for that and that's that's unfortunate um but so far you know not terrible if you want to try it out there's a demo available or you can get it for free on the xbox game pass for console um other than that uh you know if you want to try it out just go for the demo on any platform honestly um if you like what you see you know maybe just uh, maybe invest some money into it i don't know like i said right now the servers seem to be working i was pretty pissed off about you know, not being able to play the game because I'm playing solo. It's not like I'm playing online. Well, I, I mean, technically, it's an online all the time game, but I feel like there should be a way to like play offline. Um, right now, there's no way to play offline. So if you're playing a solo game and you get kicked from the game, guess what? All your progress up to that point has been lost. You have to re replay the entire area. It's almost like dying, except your game dies. Yeah. Uh, also, for the first time, um, I played. All the way through Inside, which is the, like, spiritual successor to Limbo. Um, Limbo, I, I actually replayed Limbo, too. Um, 
I didn't get all the way through it. I kind of stopped at the end. Um, you know, it's not as good as an experience as I remember, but it's still a good experience. It's not like it's a bad experience by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I, sh- I just think it was, um, yeah, it was a little bit, uh, maybe it's because I've been through it so many times, you know, I don't know, but uh, it's still a great game. Limbo's still a great game and inside kind of takes the basis of like Limbo's gameplay with, it's like a puzzle platformer type thing. Um, and it kind of builds on it a little bit. So instead of being trapped to the two dimensions, you can actually go to a, you know, a little bit to a third dimension here and there. Um, and there's like new things like being able to control like these these dudes who are walking around. You can control them with a special helmet. Um, there's like a climbing mechanic and stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot more puzzles in this one, which uh, have been really good. And the collectibles in the game in the game are a little bit more difficult to find than like the eggs in Limbo. I mean, you can usually you can see like a yellow wire, and that tells you that there's something in that area. Um, but there, there was like I, I thought that I was doing pretty good with the with the collectibles, and when you get to the end, there's like one big collectible, and you go, oh, there's like fifteen, not fifteen, but there's like ten and missing from this, from this wall chart, and I was like, damn. But it's a fun enough game to go through again. It's also like a bizarro, like wacky kind of experience at times too, like especially the ending. Like throughout the whole game, you kind of get this like feeling of dread and and stuff like that. It's it's a, it's got some really intense parts to it. Um, and then at the end, you like, I don't want to give it away, but it's like a pretty crazy and bizarre ending. Um, very interesting ending. Um, and if you want to play it, I mean, it's a really good experience. Um, if I had played it back in the day when it came out, I probably would have put it on like a top 10 list for the year. Um, because it was that good. And uh, I mean, I am excited to, to play it again eventually. Um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully I get around to playing it again, um, soon. But uh, if you haven't played it and you're interested in these types of games, it's definitely one that I would recommend. And other than that, there's really nothing like too big that I played this past week. Um, I'll talk about like the stream games and stuff like that as I finish them. We did we did finish Destroy All Humans, but I really don't have anything to say about it. I mean, I, I wasn't like a huge fan of it. I think I gave it like a three out of five stars. It was just kind of like middle of the road for me. I don't really have much to say about it. I think it kind of fizzled out towards the end. Um, and, like, the boss battles were really, really annoying and dumb. Anywho, anywho, uh, let's move on to the news. Uh, the biggest news from this past week is that, uh, Sony has confirmed that they are going to be closing the PS3, PS Vita, and PSP stores, um, in, in the near future, very near future. But they said that your downloads will be retained, you'll still be able to download them from the store, but you just won't, you won't be able to buy anything from either the console or the web-based. And I think the console-based store has been shut down for a while. I mean, you can still download things from it if you've already bought them, but you aren't able to buy games from it for some reason. But now the official store online is going to be shut down as well. Um, so they, they said that the, they are officially confirming the closure of Legacy PS3, Vita, and PSP storefronts. Um, the PS3 and PSP storefronts will be closed on the 2nd of July, while the PlayStation Vita games store will be shut down on the 27th of August this year. Um, and you'll still be able to download all your previous software and video purchases, including PlayStation Plus titles, as long as you remain a member of the PlayStation Plus program. And as part of an email to customers, the Japanese giant Sony explained that the decision to retire the storefronts has been made in order to focus efforts on the PS5 and 4. Um, and also to enhance the customer experience even further. So, 
So I don't I don't know. It's almost like Sony doesn't want to like make money because I think there's a lot of people who would still want to buy games on the PS3. There's a lot of PlayStation 3 games that like aren't really available either outside of the digital market. You know, there's some that are like Legion Rock locked or, you know, ones that are just so rare that you have to pay a fortune to get them. There's also other ones that are like collections that, you know, it's it's a collection of five games and you know, you try and find them online, they're like 100 bucks each, well not each, but 100 bucks for the in collection, but if you go on the PlayStation store, you know, it's like 10 bucks for each game and that that's a great deal. But of course, since they're shutting it down, you're going to have to go for the upped price. And it's not like Sony's making money off of that deal. It's usually from eBay or a secondhand store. In a press release, they said you will... Or not in a press release, but in a blog post, they said you will no longer be able to purchase PS3, PS Vita, and PSP digital content, including games and video content. Uh, you will also no longer be able to make in-game purchases through games on the PS3, Vita, and PSP. Um, and of course, like they've I've said before, you will be able to download any software you purchased previously. Um, on, on any other consoles. Um, they also said something about cross-buy bundles. If you have purchased a PS3 and PS Vita cross-buy bundle and have only downloaded either PS3 or PS Vita version, you will need to download the other version prior to the closure of the store on the relevant device. Um, which is kind of weird, but, you know, whatever. So, yeah, um... It's it's kind of it's kind of sad because I think the PS3 had a bunch of, like, legacy content on it, like... There's a bunch of, like, PS1 games and stuff like that still being sold on there. Um, so I guess uh, if you want to, make sure you splurge on the website before it closes. And actually, Sony has also locked the door on the legacy-based PlayStation Store, which you can get on the online, um, which will allow you to kind of see the older-style PlayStation Store. Um, yeah, so I guess, I mean, the new the new revamped version of the, of the PlayStation Store has been, like, of course put out there but um you, you won't be able to access the ps3 online store anymore either and of course um here are the exact numbers of games that are going to be lost if when the stores get closed um there will be 730 digital only ps3 games lost 630 digital only ps vita games there's a very small number of psp games uh 293 playstation minis i'm not sure what that is 336 PlayStation 2 Classics and around 260 PS1 games which will no longer be able to be downloaded from the PlayStation Store uh, and the essentially will be lost in in time, um, unfortunately. So, Push Square put out an article stating, hey, here's, here's 10 digital-only games that you should probably buy before the store shuts down. Of course, this is just me reading off the list, um, but there's one called Bionic Commando Rearmed. Castlevania, Lords of Shadow, Mirrors of Fate HD, Critter Crunch, Hard Corpse Uprising, House of the Dead 4, Infamous Festival of Blood, Might and Magic Class of Clash of Heroes, Pixel Junk Racers Second Lap, Resident Evil Chronicles HD Collection, and Vandal Hearts Flames of the Judgment. I don't know how good these games are or whatever, but I mean, there's 10 games that you might want to look into before the store closes down now in the same vein of things xbox has gone around and said hey here's some of our legacy content you can now play them officially on phones with their cloud gaming technology so instead of being like sony and and dropping their legacy content like the ps1 stuff and ps2 stuff on the playstation 3 store 
Xbox has kind of embraced them. Um, essentially, there are a, a, a good number of games, 16 original Xbox and Xbox 360 games, which you'll be able to play on phone and on tablets with the cloud, with, of course, more coming soon. And, uh, of course, Xbox is like, hey, we're going to listen to your feedback, and whatever games you want, we'll give you. So right now, um, with the backwards-compatible playable feature on cloud gaming, you can play Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie, Double Dragon Neon, Fable 2, Fallout New Vegas, Gears of War 2, 3, and Judgment, Jetpack Refueled with touch controls enabled, Cameo, Perfect Dark, Perfect Dark Zero, Elder Scrolls 3 and 4, Viva Pinata, and Viva Pinata Tip. So there you go. A good bunch of games there to, um, to play around with. Um, like I said, it's really it's really interesting that Xbox is kind of embracing their old games while Sony's been like, eh, maybe we'll put out a remastered eventually, or maybe we'll put it out in the storefront eventually, but don't count on it kind of thing. I mean, obviously, there's still a good amount of people who have the original hardware, like myself, who can play the games with the original hardware. But the thing is, is sooner or rather than later, the prices on these games are going to skyrocket because there's going to be such a limited amount of them in the in the field. Right now, there's already some games that are 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 vastly above retail price, simply because they're just that rare. And, like, you can go on to eBay, you can go on to Amazon and see the prices, but the prices are starting to jump a little bit, um, especially for old PS1 games right now. It seems like PS1 games are starting to jump. Now, if you go to a secondhand used store, like in, in the you know retail store, sometimes you'll be able to find a, a hidden gem that's priced low enough that it's, it's um, you know, it's, it's cool. Uh, I know I've, I've gone to the local store around here and, you know, a game that's like $30 on eBay will be 10 bucks, you know, and I'll be like, yep, got to grab that, you know. It's just one of those things. It's just kind of disappointing to me because PlayStation has made a lot of strides in the right direction with a lot of things lately. And unfortunately, the biggest thing that they're kind of stepping back on is the backwards compatibility and also legacy content. And that's stuff that I really don't want to lose because... I mean, that's my entire gaming history is is on these old consoles, and I would I I would love to pick up and and just you know play one of those old games every so often. I still do. I have a PlayStation One, a PlayStation Two, I have the Three. I have game. I have all these old consoles, and I love to pick up the games and kind of mess around with them a little bit, stream them. I love streaming the older games because sometimes you get these people out of the woodwork who are huge fans of them. Just last week, I got um I got a like from a. Battalion Wars fan account because I made um, a post a long time ago about Battalion Wars and um, They they liked the tweet randomly and I was like look at that There's one person out there who still cares about Battalion Wars like I do, you know It's just a cool thing and with Xbox it's much easier to get these old-school games It's unfortunate because a lot of these games are now going to be lost in time um because, I mean, who, who, you know, where are you going to go to get a copy of blah, blah, blah? Or maybe there's an undiscovered game that you want to play. You know, I would love to play the old Resident Evil games with their tank controls on a newer console just to just to try it out, you know. Um, of course, I could, I could buy the original copies of them. But, I mean, if you go on eBay, it's not, it's, it's, it's just, it's not feasible, you know. <laughs> Same goes for, like, um, Nintendo and their content, like, with the whole death of Mario thing going on right now and how they're they're not selling the triple pack of games anymore it's like it's just it's it's kind of dumb you know it's kind of brain dead like with how well Nintendo has been doing in public relations and stuff like that i mean they've been making strides to be better in all aspects of their gaming front 
to not to to take away things that are like legacy content is just it's just crazy. It's just really crazy. And there's there's yeah, sure there's a good amount of games coming to the you know Switch Online system with the with the stuff like that. But there's still a good amount of games that I would love to play. And I really hope that eventually Nintendo and Xbox and whoever gets gets together and they're like, hey, let's re-release Donkey Kong 64 or Diddy Kong Racing or you know any of those other old rare games that are gonna be gone forever unless you get the uh, original copy of the game yeah, it's kind of sad it is really sad i should say but um yeah so if you haven't downloaded from the playstation store in a while you may want to go uh, and and check your stuff and maybe pick up some some games that you've been waiting on um if you just got a ps3 like someone that i know callus um <laughs> get on that <laughs> Get on that. There's there's a lot of games on there apparently that are just gonna be lost forever. So maybe try and find some of those hidden gems in there and and smash them. All right. Uh, the PlayStation Plus games for April have been announced. Of course, those are probably gonna be out and around and about. So when you when you listen to this, because the the sixth is when they're gonna be available. The games are Days Gone, uh, Zombie Army Four, Dead War, and of course we already know this, but Odd World. Soulstorm, they're all going to be available to download on the 6th. Soulstorm is only going to be available on the PS5, but Days Gone and Zombie Army 4 are going to be available on the PS4 and the PS5. Of course, if you have a PS5, you don't need this Days Gone copy because you have it in that PlayStation Plus collection, um, but Zombie Army 4 would be a good one to add to your collection because... No, I don't think it's the best version of Zombie Army, of course. It has the least amount of weapons, least amount of replayability... Um, etc. Uh, but I do think that it's a really fun game, a really good game. Um, if you like the Zombie Army games, I mean, this one's just a continuation of that, and it's good quality. I just, uh, you know, there's some things that I kind of have gripes about it, which is why I didn't end up on the top 10 list for last year. Um, but I will say this, graphics are great, the gameplay is smooth, I like the characters and abilities and stuff you can get. I just think there were some, kind of, some things in there that I just didn't, I didn't like. Um, you know, I respect the developer. I love the developer. Rebellion is great. But they kind of were pushed into a direction of, like, you know, passes and, and season content and DLC and stuff like that. And I just, I didn't like that. But uh, it is a fun game, and I would recommend anyone who has PlayStation Plus to add their account at least. And, of course, make sure you play it, because it is still a fun game. I don't know how easy the Platinum is. As for Days Gone, um, kind of a middle-of-the-road type game. It's a PlayStation... Well, it's not going to be PlayStation exclusive anymore. Days Gone is coming to PC. I think it already did come to PC. I don't remember. Um, but, yeah, it, it Days Gone was a competent game, you know? Uh, it kind of let me down in a few areas. Like, you know, the zombies aren't as smart as they were depicted in the, um, the pre-release footage. You know, when you shoot guns, like, only one or two will meander towards you, usually at most. And there's very there's a lot of scripted events where, like, the horde will come in, and it's very scripted. And I just didn't like that about it, because I thought it was going to be more of, like, a free-roaming thing where, you know, you could lure the zombies into an area and attack the enemies. But that's really not how it went. And that whole, like, gameplay tutorial section that they had during, like, an E3 show and where they had, like, this wall and they could blow up the wall or they could not blow up the wall or, you know, they could uh, lead the zombies around or they could, you know, make a lot of noise and the zombies will knock down the wall. That wasn't even in the game. Um, I went, I 100%ed I, I the basic stuff in the game, like, in the open world. And that camp was never there. There was never a wall. There, and I actually went to the ravine where that's supposed to be. And 
it just it didn't go out like it didn't play like that so you know it's kind of disappointing in that aspect but i think the motorcycle mechanic is pretty cool you know upgrading your motorcycle trying to get enough gas to go here and there um the hordes are fun to fight but sometimes they just kind of blend together with each other because you're kind of doing the same thing for each horde as your character grows stronger you know it gets better i thought the story was really predictable um especially with his wife um, it just, it just, everything is just like, if you think that, you know, this character or this character is going to do this, they are going to do that. Just, just, uh, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but you know, it's very predictable story. And, um, I didn't really like the ending of the game either. Like there's whole ending segment that I didn't really enjoy. Um, and of course, Boozer was like a really brain dead character. I don't know. Like I got the guy a puppy. And then immediately after that, he's, like, walking towards a group of zombies, and he's drunk, and he's like, ah, I want to die. But it's like, but I just got you this puppy, and you were you were super happy. What the hell? You know, uh, just, uh, you know, whatever. But anyway, uh, good good uh, month for PlayStation Plus. Soulstorm, I've been excited to play that, and I'm glad, I'm, I'm, I, was, I was planning on buying it, but since it's free, I'll, I'll just play it for free. But, yeah, cool, cool month, cool month. Alright, so E3 is going to be digital, uh, of course, this year, and they've reportedly said, no, there will not be a paywall. Um, originally, there were ideas floating around of a $35 premium pass, but a spokesperson from EA, I'm sorry, E3 confirmed that the year's, this year's event will be free for everyone. They said in the press release, I can confirm on behalf of the ESA that there will be no elements at E3 2021 that will be behind a paid or for pass or paywall. Um, they reported that the publishers had been critical of the proposed payment plan, so the theory here is that the it's rearranged on the proposal behind the scenes. Um, they've extended this. Uh, they've they they intend for the this year's E3 um, to keep to feature keynote sessions from publishers, as well as an award show, and potentially even give away some game demos to fans who will be able to stream them online. There will also be chatter for, of visual booths. Oh, visual booths, okay, and as well as merchandise stores, and potentially even exclusive press access. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm not sure if, like, EA and Sony are going to be at this thing. I don't even know if Nintendo's going to be there, honestly. there There's really no mentions of anything like that. We'll probably know very, very soon, of course. And in the same vein of things, PAX East uh, is not going to happen this year in 2021, but PAX Online is returning this summer. Um, they're remaining hopeless, hopefully optimistic for next year, of course, 2022. Um, they came out in a press statement and said, uh, in light of the ongoing public health concerns, Reed Pop and Penny Arcade will not hold PAX e e East this year. Given the United States' progress towards addressing COVID-19 in recent months, we are cautiously optimistic PAX West and PAX Unplugged will be go on as planned with in-person festivities around September and December. Since we can't wait until September to reconnect with our wonderful PAX community, PAX Online will return between July 15th and 18th. We hope to build on the success of last year's record-breaking event and also engage with our community in new ways, such as the Indie Showcase that will take place between now and the PAX Online. Expect to hear more about these exciting plans soon. So it's nice that they're doing something online. Um, we'll see if they're able to actually go forth and do you know, PAX West and the PAX Unplugged. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do or what they can do. Um, but yeah, you know, kind of sad that I won't be able to go there and actually, you know, have my hands on a sweaty controller or, you know, touch a display vehicle of a, of a game or whatever, you know, 
But uh, it is nice that they're still doing something, and hopefully by the t- by the time next year, we'll be uh, meeting up with friends at PAX East again. Ghost Runner has confirmed a roadmap for uh, the next year. Um, so in 2021, we'll be seeing a new mode called Kill Run Mode. A new photo mode is going to be uh, developed. And also there's going to be a variety f- a pack available in spring of 2021. In summer, there's a few... There's, there's, you know, it's very vague what's happening in, in summer of 2021. There's going to be two new bundles, a new game mode, and a new variety pack. And then in fall of 2021, there's going to be a new DLC called Ultimate. Uh, there's also going to be a new variety pack. And, of course, the free next-generation console update will be available too. Now, this game already looks stunning on the computer. Okay, I, that's, I mean, it's one of the things that I made sure to say in my top 10 games of 2020. Um, the, 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 they did such a good job with, like, the graphical quality and the sound design and stuff like that. So if you already have the game on, like, Epic Store or whatever... It's probably going to be about the same on PS5. There were some downgrades for the older generation, especially the Nintendo Switch. Obviously, that's not the best when the one to play it on, but it's uh, it's nice that we're going to be getting those upgrades and stuff like that for the new generation of consoles. Of course, um, if you have the computer version, you probably won't even need to buy, you know, the PS5 version. But what you're gonna do? So yeah, um. Oh, also, it's saying here that the 505 Games has acquired the Ghost Runner IP. Uh, they coughed up 5 million euro, uh, and now the company has full ownership of the property. Uh, while All In Games, which co-published the game, will continue to receive a share of the profit. So 505 officially has full rights to the game. Cool. All right, moving on. Uh, shark. I'm sorry, Maneater. <laughs> Shark Eater! No, Man Eater. Um, uh, of course, uh, I always like to talk about Man Eater when something comes up in the news, and they've officially revealed that a new, like a the first DLC for the game is going to come out called Truth Quest, uh, and it'll be available on the PlayStation Four, Five, Xbox, PC, all that good stuff. It's going to be about fifteen dollars, um, and it's going to be a, about like aliens or something like that. The reveal trailer was kind of vague, but it was a really cool reveal trailer because they stuck with like that. They stuck with the, um, uh, like, you know, TV show type thing going on where they're, like, you have an announcer and stuff like that. And the announcer's, like, gone a little bit crazy trying to figure out these conspiracies about the underwater of, you know, mutating the shark and blah, 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 blah. And uh, eventually it leads him to, like, government compounds and, and he said something about extraterrestrial life. So maybe we'll be seeing some sort of, uh, alien shark that you can transform into. Um, they said that the Truth Quest DLC is going to introduce a new region, uh, as long as as well as new evolutions, challenges, and wildlife. Two new objective types will give you new gameplay opportunities to experience. The level cap is being increased to level 40. There will be five more organ evolutions that can be equipped, um, and you also only need the base game to play it. But PlayStation Plus subscribers already do, since it was free on PlayStation 5. So you know, there you go. Sean McBride, who is the creative director at Tripwire, said. We're aiming to give players more of what they loved from the original Maneater. With the ability to grow bigger, explore an entirely new region off the coast of Port Clovis, and evolve further tools of destruction. Inspired by Skelly Pete's father's tales of government experiments, we pick up... Oh, government experience. We pick up where we left off to join Trip West Haven and the shark's journey down the rabbit hole of conspiracy and military cover-ups as you eat, explore, and evolve through these uncharted waters. 
So yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I, I'm excited for this. I'm definitely this is gonna be a day one purchase for me. Obviously, I'll probably get it on the PlayStation or maybe even both PC and PlayStation. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be pretty cool. Um, we'll see. Uh, the cover for the game or for the DLC, like the thumbnail, shows a shark that's like shooting a laser beam out of his mouth. So. We'll see what that's all about. But like I said, I mean, I've said this about the game every single time. There's nothing to keep you playing the game after you do the 100%. You know, there's nothing in the... Like, you can go around eating fish and shit, but, you know, who's... I mean, that that kind of loses its charm, you know, if you don't have a true objective behind it. So it's going to be interesting to see what new things come about in this DLC. And we'll see if there's, if there's actually replayability or continued playability of the game once the DLC comes out. Uh, this is this is going to be a tough name to pronounce. Vocabulantis. This is a new game coming from... Oh, a, a Kickstarter campaign. This is coming from a Kickstarter campaign. But the game is going to be man-built with actual motion, stop motion, and pro- physical props and sets, which is pretty crazy. Um... I don't know what else to say. Uh, that that should I mean it's a puzzle. It's gonna be a plat- puzzle platformer, two D side scrolling platformer. You'll play as a character who's stop motion. Um, so it's kind of like Cuphead, but not drawn. It's like real life. So um, the Kickstarter campaign is live right now for the game. Um, it has eleven days to go. Uh, so if you want to help out, uh, you know there's already sixty seven thousand dollars pushed at this game. Um, but Vaku Vakabulantis is a love-driven co-op platformer adventure. The game is inspired by games like Inside, Unravel, and Little Nightmares. Yet it's made uh, uh, from ha- by hand. Um, so there's actually a little video of the guy animating the character pushing the cart, and he's you know he's taking pictures every you know every of every movement of the character. So it's probably going to be pretty pretty crazy. Um, it's a co-op platformer game like it's it's crazy so yeah we'll see uh, how this goes and if there's a bigger development on it i'll let you all know um but it definitely seems like a unique thing i don't think there's been any game that's been like it completely made out of real life objects and animated you know and, and stop motion animated so that's pretty cool sam and max are coming back um this time it's virtual which is actually the name of the game. It's been confirmed for PSVR and the Oculus Quest, and it's going to be coming out in 2022. You'll play as Sam and Max in VR. You'll be freelance police in VR. It's going to be developed by Happy Giant, and you'll have uh, we'll have you fighting crime alongside the rabbit and dog duo. Um, so right now, the uh, you know, it seems to be only coming to Oculus and PlayStation VR, which is actually pretty cool. It's coming to PlayStation VR. Um, they said PlayStation VR eventually, so uh, they're saying 2022 is the projected year for that. It's probably going to come out for the Oculus a lot sooner. Let's boot up the trailer here and see what it says at the end here. Uh, this time it's virtual, so this is just an announcement, I guess. But it, it probably will come to the Oculus first, only because it seems like it's coming from, you know, it's on Oculus's YouTube channel. But yeah, if you're a fan of Sam and Max and you have a VR headset, this is going to continue their story. So um, that'll be pretty cool to see. The Elder Scrolls Online is is coming onto the PS5 and the Xbox Series S in June. Um, they didn't say that there's going to be uh, uh, like a bigger price tag on it, um, but they did say that it's going to be overhauled for the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X version. 
the MMO will be hitting stores on the 8th of June 2021. It'll have visual and technical enhancements. First and foremost, it's going to run at 60 frames per second when performance mode is selected. It's going to be currently it's currently capped at 30, so that should help out a lot for people's frame rates there. Um, it'll be the upgrade that seasoned players will notice the most, and not far behind that, there'll be shorter load times with a. a uh, there's also a very detailed blog post on the official website for the game. Uh, that goes into the depth of everything that they're doing. Um, they're hoping, you know, the, the better water textures, better shadows. Um, there'll be ultra settings on the PC, which will be available on, like, the PS5 and stuff like that. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, it's apparently going to launch the same day as the Blackwood expansion on Elder Scrolls. So, we'll see if the if this version comes with the, uh, the you know, console enhanced edition comes with all the DLC and stuff like that or whatever. I don't remember. Is it DLC? I don't even know. I don't, I've never really played the game, so you tell me. All right, CD Projekt Red has canceled uh, the Cyberpunk 2077 multiplayer that they were going to put out. Uh, they said that, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's this whole paragraph I could read, but it, it pretty much boils down to we fucked up, and so we're saying fuck it for now. Um, they said they're going to focus on AAA RPG single-player stories, and they're going to take a long-term approach to online, um, making sure that the single-player experiences are at the best that they can be before focusing on the multiplayer. The cancellation of the multiplayer project uh, has actually is probably going to be welcomed by fans of the developer in the short term because it sounds like the future projects are going to have some sort of component in a multiplayer component, but Cyberpunk is not going to have a multiplayer component anymore. Um, so Krasinski, who is like the CEO of the company, said, We are working on specific features enhancing our single-player games, but we are not working on releasing the next game as a big online experience. So we will be enhancing our single-player games with online experiences. Kind of a weird way to say that. He's obviously speaking a different language and it's being translated, but, you know. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a decision that I, I saw coming, but I didn't want to say anything because it's like, well, if they do say, like, yeah, we're going to release it next year or whatever... Then I would be like, yeah, whatever. But I, I, I was kind of, it was kind of in the back of my mind that they weren't going to do the multiplayer for this game because I was apparently it was supposed to be like a standalone side content type game, kind of like GTA 5's online mode. But obviously that kind of went to the shitter when all the crap came down on them for the single player version of the game. So what you gonna do? All right, so um, a new Binding of Isaac game is, well, I mean, it's not new, but it's a big new expansion to the original Binding of Isaac game. It's out now called Repentance. Um, it is available right now on Steam, but it will be coming to the PlayStation 4 and 5 and Xbox and blah, blah, blah in the third quarter of 2021. So Repentance isn't a sequel to the game. Like I said, it's just it adds a lot of content, so they made it its own thing, kind of like Afterbirth, I think it was called. There will be two playable, new playable characters, a new story branch and ending, um, a, a myriad of balanced and gaming tweaks, 130-plus new items, hundreds of new enemies, thousands of additional rooms, excuse me, and more will be added to the game. Um, with the uh, potential of variations, fans are going to be playing this for a long time. There will be a $60 physical release of the game coming uh, to PS5 and 4, so um, if you're a collector, you probably want to check out that. Um, just like, I mean, Afterbirth and the other expansion got, or re-releases got their own physical things too. Um, Binding of Isaac, 
I still play the original version of the game, and I know that's like not the best version anymore. Um, but uh, I am excited to see uh, this come out because uh, it's been a little while since we've had like new content for this game, and it seems like they added a lot. You know, it seems like it's not it's not like a small little update. It's a, you know it's a it's a pretty beefy update. Two new characters, blah 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 blah. Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I'll, I'll have to check that out when it comes to the PlayStation, or just check it out now on Steam and Epic Game Store. Probably the best place to get to it if you are uh, excited for it. Ratchet and Clank from uh, I think it was 2016, right? Yeah, 2016 Ratchet and Clank game, the reboot of the series. Uh, on the PS5, there's a patch out right now that is going to give you 60 frames per second. That's right, you can download the patch, get 60 frames per second on the PS5. Um, doesn't seem like there's really any other major improvements to the game, just the 60 frames per second so far. Um, so, I mean, it's a little bit of, it's a little update, but it does make a difference. Uh, obviously you can kind of see the difference when you play the game. Um, so just wanted to mention that. Uh, so if you don't recall, a game called Saifu, uh, was shown off during the PlayStation State of Play. And at the future game show, I forgot to talk about this last week, so forgive me, your highness. Um, they they showed off, or they talked to one of the developers about the aging thing that happens in the trailer. And we got a very limited amount of knowledge about it, but essentially every time you get knocked out or killed or whatever happens in the game, uh, you will age a little bit. And there is a limit to how much you can age, but the developer hasn't said any more than that. Um, so, yeah, it's designed to, sh I mean, the aging is designed to show the mastery of martial arts, which it, it takes time and practice, of course, and as you improve in the game, you'll also get older as well, so it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing, um, it's not something that we've, like, seen a lot in, in games, like an aging type thing, every time you die, um, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see more about this game, uh, they're saying that there's gonna be more news coming in the near future. Uh, so, <laughs> Once again, um, the Skywalker Saga for the Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga has been delayed until uh, indefinitely at this point. Um, it's delayed until later this year or next year. They're not really sure. Um, it was supposed to come out in spring of this year, but now TT Games has come out, who's the developer of the game, and said they just they need more time. That's pretty much it. They haven't given a, a, a confirmed date, but they're hoping later this year, and they're saying at worst it'll probably be next year. Uh, of course, this is going to be a huge game. This is, this is the biggest LEGO game to date. It's going to cover all of the Star Wars movies right now in the canon. I think that includes Rogue One and Solo. And then there's also going to be over 300 playable characters in the game. Um, and, of course, the story is going to be able to play be played in any order that you choose. You'll be able to use characters from all the different movies, etc., etc. And they're obviously going to be, like, redoing... The, like there's there's already you know Star Wars games for the Lego series you know new you know there's the new trilogy the prequels well I guess not the new trilogy but there's the original trilogy the prequels and then there's the Force Awakens Lego game right that was the last one to come out in the Star Wars category and there was also the Lego Star Wars three Clone Wars game which sucked but um I mean they're they're probably gonna be revamping the the missions and stuff like that because. I mean, it's not like they're just taking the two games and combining them and making a new segment onto the end of them. Like, it's, I think they're actually redoing levels and designs and stuff like that. It's going to be interesting to see what exactly this is going to entail. Um, I am still excited for it because, I mean, the LEGO Star Wars games were, you know, they're classics at this point. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do, what they change. It's going to be interesting to, it's going to, be interesting to be able to play as Kylo Ren and 
you know, see, you know, who, you know, name a character from the series. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be cool. Um, it's uh, it's unfortunate that the pre uh, the that the uh, prequel series trilogy was so bad. You know, gonna taint you know Lego Star Wars, but at least we have the Force Awakens game, which is pretty good. But yeah, I'll, I'll keep you guys updated to when you know when this is officially gonna come out. Obviously, it's not it's probably not gonna be until later this year now. Now that we have this. All right, so on April Fool's Day, um, it was not a fool. Uh, Stick Fight, the game, made a surprise appearance on the Nintendo Switch for about seven dollars, eight dollars. Uh, this is pretty much a fighting game where you play as four different stick fight stick fighting characters and you try and beat each other up and get the crown. Um, it's been on Steam for a while, but uh, it hasn't come to consoles yet, and or at least it's a Switch yet. And uh, they they su- did a surprise reveal or a surprise release. They didn't really talk about it coming up, and they just kind of plopped it on the system. So if you want to check it out, make sure you do. Uh, Star Wars Republic Commando, if you don't recall, uh, this is getting a like a remaster treatment for the newer consoles. Well, not newer consoles, but just for consoles in general. And apparently Limited Run is going to be making a, uh, a limited run uh, physical release of the game and also a collector's edition for the game. So if you want, you can pre-order those on April 16th. Uh, you can get it on Switch or the PlayStation. And if you want, you can get the collector's edition for about $90.00. It's going to include a steelbook, a commemorative metal coin, a copy of the game, a thermal detonator enamel pin, a reversible 18 by 24 poster, a certificate of authenticity, and some art cards. Um, the steelbook is pretty cool, and also like the case that it comes in looks pretty cool too. It's all silver and gray, and it's got the uh, commando like bluish mask on there. What's going to be interesting is this is going to open up for more people to play this game. Obviously, it's it's been out for a long time, and a lot of people have played it, but uh, there was a cliffhanger at the end of this game, if I don't recall from playing it on stream last year, and it never got resolved. So it's going to be interesting to see if this reinvigorates people to maybe root for a sequel to the game finally and this could be like the like this could be them testing the waters seeing like hey you know maybe maybe people do want a sequel to this game obviously people already want a sequel to this game but you know pay i guess i guess show them that you want it with your wallets is is the main thing that they want you to do which is a shitty practice of course but it's it might be what you have to do i don't know but uh yeah that, that's a cool little thing that they're doing for that Speaking of cool little things, Among Us has official plushies now. Uh, for a while, you could get third-party plushies, uh, not official plushies, but now, straight from Inner Sloth's website, you can buy uh, a, a Among Us plushie, and they're about $20 plus shipping and handling. There's 12 different colors. You can only purchase... Um, you can only purchase one order... Okay, so you can purchase all... You can only purchase one of each color in a order, and you can only have one order from each household. I don't know how they determine that, but whatever. Um, they are currently live right now. Currently, uh, there are a, a few amount of colors that are sold out, like uh, I believe white, purple, lime, and orange and blue are currently sold out. Um, I know there's a few that are still online. I've actually bought one, so I'll, I'll give you guys a review of the official Inner Sloth Among Us uh, plushie. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're cute. I mean, they're just, they're just the characters. They're very basic, of course. Um, but you know, they're, they're cute little plushies and they're pretty cheap. You know, it's not like they're trying to charge an arm and a leg for them. And I think, 
I think the reason why they didn't charge an arm and a leg is because if you go to Etsy, you can find them like for like fifty fucking dollars or whatever. And it's like it's just a simple, simple plushie. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. But yeah, cool, cool for that. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm excited to forget mine. <laughs> Uh, so if you don't recall, there's a new book coming out called Ask Iwata. We already know it's going to be translated to English, but there's a, there's a few more uh, languages that are going to be it's going to be translated to, including French, German, Spanish, Italian, Hungarian, Russian, Korean, traditional and simplified Chinese, alongside of course the English that we already know about. Um, so if you want to pre-order that, you can get it on Amazon for about twenty two dollars, and it's actually going to be launching. Uh, the 13th? No, okay, the French translation is is arriving already. It's on April 1st, so the book is already technically out uh, in France. The English version is going to be on the 13th, the German version is going to be on the 20th, and the others will follow in suit. So there you go. Alright, so you know, I don't, I mean, how much do I really talk about Fuser in this DLCs? But this DLC was big, okay? It was big enough to get a, get its own story on, on Nintendo Power, or Nintendo Life, Okay, and it's actually big enough for to get into my show too because um, they added Darude Sandstorm to Fuser's song list. Darude Sandstorm, you'll be you'll you'll be able to mix and combine the tracks from Darude Sandstorm with the, all the tracks that are on Fuser. Pretty pretty cool. I mean, I wish I was still playing the game, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of cool, you know. Um, other DLC that's going to be arrived in April. Might as well go over it. Anthrax is Among the Living. Free sh- free Sheets, Don't You Dare. Ja Rule featuring Ashianti, Ash- Always on Time. La Garua Naranja, Una Noches Mas. Lady Gaga and Blackpink Sour Candy. The Offspring Self-Esteem. Pack at the Disco Dancing Down a Crime. Winage, The Night Porter, and Eczema, P. de Lemon. Um, oh, so the ones with stars on them, I'm not going to go back through it, but there's some that are going to be offered for free to everyone on Fuser. There's some that you need to pay for. Um, you know, like I said, I mean, Darude Sandstorm is perfect for this type of game, right? But Anthrax and The Offspring, probably not going to mix too well. Um, with Because as I said in past reviews, even the more recent one where I revisited it, um, just when you put in the rock songs mixed in with, like, the pop and the dance and the, you know, whatever... It just, they never really sound right, you know, unless they're in the exact, you know, like, like, I want to play, you know, never going to give you up, but if I'm in the wrong key, in any key other than the one that it's supposed to be in, it just sounds like garbage, and I don't know if there's really a way to fix that, <laughs> but, yeah, what you going to do? Uh, cool, cool DLC drop for that. Speaking of DLC, Carry On's free Christmas DLC is finally going to be available on the Nintendo Switch and Xbox. It's actually live right now. Um, if you don't recall, Carry On was a pretty fun game from last year. It came out on, on the 23rd of July. And now the official Christmas DLC is available on Nintendo and Xbox platforms. So if you want to check that out, you can. And then finally for today, Katana Zero is coming out with some new DLC. It's going to be a free DLC. And it's going to be pretty big, says the developers. Um, in an interview, they said... That's a bit over half of the size of the main game. This means more levels, mechanics, enemies, bosses, and intertwined story elements. It's less like a DLC and more like Katana 1.5. Um, when asked about uh, when it's going to arrive, Justin Stander, who is the um, main developer on the game, said, The short answer is, I don't know yet. 
There's a ton of content finished, but this is a large project, and I'm aspiring to the same level of quality and attention as the base game. I'm also still doing all the programming and designing myself. This is my passion project, after all. But don't fret. The game is progressing at a healthy pace, and the whole dev team is working full steam on the production. The DLC won't be expanding any anymore either. The plan is set, and now we're focused on finishing it. So, yeah, um... I mean, Katana Zero was one of the my favorite games from... I think it came out in 2019, yeah? It was one of my favorite games. I mean, I think it was a top five. Um, it was a very cool, side-scrolling, kind of like one-hit-and-you-die type type game, kind of like uh, Ghost Runner. And it was just... It was, it was full of such a rich and interesting story and mystery, and it was just a really fun... And uh, I'll, I'll be a little short of an experience, but it was still really, really fun. And this DLC sounds like it's going to be adding on to that, which is really, really cool. So um, if you want to check that out, uh, they said there's no definite uh, release date for it. So we'll come back with more information when the time comes. All right. Well, uh, that's been another episode of Ferret 64. Sorry it's coming out a little late this week, but, uh, you know, who really cares? But uh, thank you for listening. Um, new episode of Film Freaks came out last week for Megamind, and it featured a retro fellow if you want to check that out. Also, I live stream on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Um, we're still playing Final Fantasy VII, and we're going to be playing The Mummy PS1 on Tuesday, and we're going to be playing Link's Awakening. We're going to be starting that on Monday. So if you want to check those out, uh, make sure you do. All right, well, I'm Yumi the Ferret. Thank you for stopping by. This has been another episode of Ferret 64. Have a great week, rest of your week or a great day, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.